It's been four hours since you sent that text to your friend Christina, and she still hasn't responded. You look at the clock and you realize she's not busy with work because work is over. And she also definitely just updated her Instagram stories three minutes ago. So you grow increasingly frustrated as you realize it's the third time that she's done this in a week. But what are you supposed to do? How are you supposed to move forward? And if you are Christina in this situation, how can you stop being so bad at texting your friends back? You're tuned in to Give It a Rest, the podcast, where we're giving tough love truths for the sisterhood. I'm your host, Danielle Byer-Jackson, certified friendship expert and author of the book, Give It a Rest, The Case for Tough Love Friendships. And when it comes to misunderstandings and complications within our female friendships, I am here to help you through it. Let's first talk to the friend who's feeling a little neglected because her friends aren't texting back. A couple things to consider, and I'm just gonna rattle them off. The first is, is it something that you need to extend grace to? You might be a big texter because it's convenient for you, it tends to be your go-to mode of communication, while your friend maybe sees it as a hindrance or very laborious and she has to slow down to text or she's forgetful simply because of the method of communication. That is a possibility. If that's the case, then perhaps one, either ask her straight up if there's a method that works better for her Two, be observant. So instead of asking, just watch and see what does she tend to offer up? Does she tend to initiate uh, using voice notes or through Instagram DMs because perhaps she's on Instagram more than anything, but be observant in seeing what tends to work for her and meet her where she is. The second thing that you have to keep in mind is that people's lifestyles are very different. So ask yourself this, do you tend to be on your phone more and it's easier for you to text while she has very erratic hours at work or she maybe not to your knowledge is going through some life changes or different stressors that has her not tending to her phone and texts and friendship interactions as heavily? Is she a stay-at-home mom who's overwhelmed by tending to little ones all day and can't really find the mental capacity to pause and text you back because every moment is filled with wiping and changing and feeding and entertaining? These are things to consider because even though we are expecting a response at that particular time, is it possible that she cannot give at that same time? Logically, we know that that makes sense intellectually we understand the concept but sometimes it's difficult for us to put in practice because not receiving that text back makes us feel a little neglected we feel perhaps low on the totem pole of priorities right i'm reaching out to her but she won't reach out to me and it's hard to disassociate the two it's hard to disassociate a lack of response with a lack of caring but we have to operate with a little more open-mindedness and acknowledging that our realities are not the same, our schedules are not synced, and that everyone's kind of doing their thing and that sometimes doesn't align the way that we would like it to. So some of us can avoid feeling frustrated and stressed if we acknowledge that fact first and foremost. Another thing to consider is the content of the text itself. Were you clear that it was something that required a response? 
And I know, even though in your mind you're like, oh, come on, it was obvious, sometimes it's not. What we hail our friendships for is the fact that they just get us and we don't have to explain everything. But that is a lie. That is a lie. And for those of us who believe it, we'll probably experience greater levels of dissatisfaction because our expectations aren't clear and then our expectations are not aligned once they are clear. So with that being said, did it end in a question mark? Was it specific? Or was it super, super long so that it required a certain level of mental labor for her to unpack it before getting back to you? And she just feels simply overwhelmed by the task. Or are you one of those people who kind of piecemeals your conversation? So you text, hey, and you're waiting for her to text back, hey, and then you text back, what are you up to? And you're waiting for her to text back, what are you up to? If you do that, that's because you have an expectation that that text conversation will unfold in real time. But not everybody has the capacity to respond in that way. The final thing that you need to hear is going to be one that might make your stomach hurt. But ironically, it might be the one that ends up saving you the most frustration and confusion and overwhelm. You ready for it? It's possible that your friends don't like you in the same way you like them. And before you say, wow, Danielle, <laughs> that's harsh. There is research to back this up. There was a study that was done in 2016 by researchers at MIT and even though they used a small sample size, it was confirmed by several other friendship studies, but that 50% of your perceived friendships are not mutual. And if it hurts to think about that, then let's step away from the sting of it for a second by flipping it the other way. Think of the people who sometimes reach out to you, initiate hangouts, or want to have conversations all day long that you are not as fond of or they tend to require a little more energy from you to respond to. Is it possible that that exists the other way? Is it possible that you are a loyal and supportive and dedicated friend, but that it's just not appreciated by every single person in the world? That is one truth that is really hard for some of us to grapple with. If you find yourself in this situation and you're realizing that it's the same one or two women who never get back to you, and let me pause and di let me digress for a moment, if I may. We're not talking about the friend who typically is responsive to you. And then there was a week where she was kind of ghosting you a little bit and then jumped back in. Because if you expect any friendship to be extremely consistent and predictable, that, well, that's just not going to happen because humans are unpredictable and fallible. So that's just, that doesn't make sense. We're talking about the person who you can almost count on to not respond. Sometimes that's an indicator of their level of interest. Sometimes that's an indicator of where they prioritize the friendship. And I know that it's natural to take that personally and to feel dejected, to feel unimportant. But if that's the case, we'll just see it as freeing you up to be able to better invest in those who are responsive to you. Here are the things you should not be doing in response to a bad texter. One, do not be passive aggressive. It is very tempting to reach out to a friend, have her not respond, and then when she finally does come around to want to do the same thing back to her. Number two, don't tell them how rude they are. Now, I'm not saying that it isn't rude, and I 100% see how the perception of not being texted back is rude. I get it. 
but it also operates on the assumption that there was something about it that was intentional or malicious. And I have said this a thousand times before, whenever you have a conversation with a friend about something that they did that felt like it slighted you or it kind of annoyed you or crossed a boundary, that conversation should have more questions than periods. If you're coming into a conversation with a lot of periods, that means you've made up your mind about what the situation is and you're going to tell her about herself. Instead of having an attitude of curiosity and asking questions that demonstrate your interest in understanding her and where she's coming from because you're acknowledging that you might not have all the information which guess what you don't because you're not there with her every waking moment so if it is something that bothers you and you're like hey I want to address it I encourage you to especially if it's a friendship that means something to you and you want to maintain it and you're curious about well gosh why isn't she getting back to me then I encourage you to ask her about it again I'm saying ask not tell because you might have her share with you the things that are going on behind the scenes now can we talk about the offenders if you're a bad texter these next couple words are for you i wish you could see the behind the scenes right now because i literally just took off my my blazer because i'm like let's get into it let me start this portion of the episode by saying in this moment i'm talking to my own self you heard me correctly One question that I commonly get, whether I'm doing podcast interviews or media interviews or things like that, people will ask, so as a friendship coach, you know, what do your friends say about you? Or, you know, what are you like as a friend? Are you you the ultimate friend? No, I am not. Because I'm human and I get busy and I do all the things. When you fail to respond to text, you have to deal with how that will be perceived. It could be selfish of you to think, Oh, she knows I don't mean any harm by it. Or, uh, they know how I am. If a friend's ever brought it up to you, either serious or joking, that could point to their need for you to respond, for them to feel important, for them to feel seen, for them to feel like the friendship is mutual. So if you're doing this to people who you also consider two-way, mutually to be friends it's something you're going to have to think about this is not me telling you what to do but i do think we should lead with you being made aware of the perception on the other side because it's not just about the action or inaction on your side it's how it's perceived that's how communication works so there's what we're doing and we're like why doesn't she hear what i'm saying because it's how that message traveled from you to them okay so i feel like that's the very first thing that we should lead with before unpacking some tangibles so once you wrap your mind around that let's unpack the tangibles i want you to think about the women that you are not texting back one is this a holistic general overall equal opportunity offender kind of thing and everyone in your life no matter what capacity they serve in your life has a complaint about you not texting back because that's one thing if you find that it's certain women who you don't get back to as quickly, I want you to think about how you prioritize that friendship because ghosting them is not the answer. And that's probably not what you think you're doing. But if you have a couple friends, quote unquote, who you have not yet responded to because you aren't uh, willing to put in the emotional labor of getting back to them and sustaining the friendship, I think you need to let them know. Wow, Danielle, that's really harsh. Well, would you like to be on the other side where you're wondering why somebody's not texting you back? While it might 
not feel like a really pleasant emotion. It brings relief and freedom to the people who are wasting their time. I know this is where people kind of get like, well, dang, Danielle, but I wish more people made it plain. I am not suggesting you exercise that without tenderness or compassion. That should be a given. Why is this so important? Because studies find that one of the key markers of a real friendship is reliability. Think about it. The women you love the most and are closest to, you feel like you can rely on them. Like you feel like you can count on them, correct? This is one of the things that eats away at that, that lack of response. And if this is a reality for some of the women who you don't want to maintain a friendship with, well then fine, you're okay with that. But if you pride yourself on being reliable and a woman of your word, then it's something you would need to work on. One tactic to help you out that is only check your text when you're available to respond. Now, I've been guilty of this. My phone dings, I open it, I go into the text inbox, I read it, and I have a mental response, but then I don't get back to it immediately, okay? Now, that goes to the message that I gave to the women who were listening earlier, but sometimes they don't make it plain for me that they even wanted me to respond. I'm grappling at what to say, and by the time my brain starts churning, the baby started crying, or I got another email and I got distracted. That happens and that's fine. So I'm trying to provide us with some ways around that. And one tactical way could be to only open texts and respond to them when you have the time to do so. Being it as unread, so you know to go back to it later and you can do it all at once in the evening or whatever works for you. But if you're not content with being labeled a bad texter and you want to actively be better, then you've got to find something that works for you. If that's something that you've listed as a goal of yours. Are you better with scheduling phone calls? That way you can kind of intentionally take time away to fully engage in the conversation because the whole texting all day thing turns you off. But let people know what you prefer. Now, when it comes to setting boundaries, we talked about this in the last episode, I believe, about boundaries in general. Sometimes we're reluctant to do it because we don't want to seem like a prude. We don't want to be unlikable. We don't want our friends to think we're being um, rude. But we have to reframe the way we think of boundaries. Boundaries are us doing a favor for our friends because we're letting them know how to love us well. And remember, with reliability being one of the key markers of any real friendship, you might be threatening that. Just something to consider. So the overall theme here for both parties is to make it plain, communicate what you need, extend grace both ways, adapt your expectations so you are not disappointed, entertain the other person's reality. If I had to sum this entire episode up into a couple points, that would be it. So it's my hope that this helps those of us who are stressing because our friends are quote unquote awful people for not texting us back. Hopefully this gives you some insight and you understand that situation a little better. And for my fellow bad texters, hopefully this empowers you to know what you need to do to maintain your friendships, maintain your sanity, and maintain your reputation as a reliable person. And as soon as this podcast wraps, I want you to go and text your friends back. (laughs) 
if today's episode was helpful for you, I'd love for you to come tell me about it over on the Facebook group called the Give It a Rest Podcast After Party. You can also hear me run my mouth and give other unsolicited advice regarding your friendships on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson, formerly at Girl Give It a Rest. So now I have switched my handle and would love to see you over there. And as always, you can listen to more episodes and read some of our research-based articles over at giveitarestmovement.com. I can't wait to see you over there.